that I've shown up at um, Christian events and I'm just like, are there other crazy people here? <laughs> like I went to this, I got asked to speak at this like Christian arts thing. <laughs> I did that. I and and that. It, it was just like academic after academic getting up and reading papers. And I just was like, are there any other, are, are there other crazy people here? Like, this is an arts conference. Like, I've, I just think, like, somebody like Doc Brown from Back to the Future should get, like, crazy hair and be like, oh, here's what I've been making, uh, and uh, I hope you like it, you know, like. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you, you can do the same. Let's get rolling. So I caught up with Scott the Painter. His name is actually Scott Erickson. He is a performance artist. He was in town with a show that he's traveling around the United States and Canada called Say Yes, a liturgy of not giving up on yourself. It's a fantastic show, and I hope that you enjoy our conversation. So today in the Kindling Fire, I have the privilege of having Scott Erickson on. Now I love that, I love having people like Scott on because they're hard to describe. (laughs) And I I don't mean physically, but like just what they're about. And one of the things, I asked him how to introduce him and he said that, well I love, on his card it says he's a curator of awesomeness, which I've seen his recent show and his artwork, so he's definitely that. But you, you used a term. What was the term you said? Curate. Curate. We're creative curate. A creative curate. Where curator comes from, but the but curate was an old form of what the of what uh, using the word like it described a priest in the town. They, they were a curate, and so they were there in the midst of all of life that was happening. Yeah. And they were the one that participated in kind of creating the rituals for everyday life uh, from births to deaths to weddings to yeah. to the weekly gatherings of worship. Um, and that word just really even not as I'm not a vocational pastor, but I'm a vocational creative and observer and listener and participant. And so I just it feels like that if there was an umbrella of all the work that I do, it feels like that. Yeah. 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 Well, I had the privilege of seeing your show last night. So you were in town uh, yeah. for a show that you do, and we'll get into that. But tell us, uh, as far as the listeners go, what are the some of the things you are involved in creatively? Yeah. When I tell people, you know, a typical question when you're an adult is, what do you do? And I tell people, oh, I'm a professional artist. <laughs> They have this bewildered look on their face, like, oh, that's amazing, but how do you make money at that? So right. uh, I tell people it's, it's really depend. I do a lot of things to make something. So uh, right now I'm an author. I have a, a book out, another book coming out end of this year, um, both on prayer. Um, I'm a, a, I make art, imagery, sell prints, make paintings, 
a designer for hire, and then I'm a speaker. So I uh, I preach at churches. I have. I'm on my second one-man show, which is what you saw, which is Say Yes, a liturgy of not giving up on ourselves. I speak about creativity and faith and yeah. lots of different things. Um, so those, and those kind of encapsulate just how I make a living. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so I love your art. Like yeah, I, I found you on Instagram at Scott the Painter. Scott the Painter. And mm-hmm. uh, it was. I just love your art. Uh, it's um, your images are fantastic. They're they're simple and they're they really communicate a lot. Yeah. Um. So so, but I, I saw your show last night and I want to kind of get into that. Yeah. So let's do it. Um, what? I could go a lot of directions here, but I think that one question I want to do with your show is. What, why did you do it? Why did you do the show? That's a great question. <laughs> no, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I have a proclivity to melancholiness. Uh, I'm an Enneagram 4, if that makes any sense to people listening. Uh, I just... Yeah, I, I just... I'm a very emotional and, and, and consider it, it just a deep a lot of... T- maybe too much. Um... Which means I also love, like, comedy and hilariousness. Like, I need both of those things. I went through... um, So I've gone through some real deep bouts of depression. And I've had um, suicidal conversations. Yeah. And I found myself uh, about to turn 40. Mm. And just was like, what? what? I I don't know. Like... I had I had this interesting moment where I I uh, and I say this at the beginning of the show I put my kids to bed and I walked out into the living room and I just started like crying and I realized like this dream was dying that there was this this way I'd hoped to be in the world and I and I kind of knew that it wasn't going to come true or at least I I I was like oh I I also know kind of who I wish I was or I want to be mm. and I wish I knew this at 18 and I'm just yeah. figuring out now and I can you still do that? I don't know. It's just, it was a lot of this, it, it's pretty typical for middle age yeah. <laughs> to yeah. go, I'm, myself and my life didn't turn out the way that I had hoped. Yeah. But I still had this deep desire to, um, to move forward. And I was confronted by what I like to call the voice of giving up. A lot of fear said a lot of things to me. And uh, I, I just was like, what is your argument? And I started paying attention to like the things that were being said to me. And, and I just was like, God, do you have something to say to this? And I, I just, I, I think I started prayerfully working through it and started to develop these like practices, Mm. um, to, to keep going. Um, it's like through these hurdles, these like walls I was hitting, these like statements, like I'm not good enough or, you know, and then I'd find a way to like deal with that. And I was like, well, I need to develop a practice for this. Like, what do I, when I hear that, what do I pivot with? You know, Mm -hmm. like in the show, it's like when I get comparative, I just move to, I am a contribution, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I started developing these three things and they really worked. (laughs) And as a content creator, I instantly was like, Oh my gosh, I got to monetize these. <laughs> then I was yeah, like, yeah. don't be a jerk. <laughs> like wait on it, you know, like make sure it works. So I I just kept taking notes kind of on like my thoughts and my experiences as I was trying to do some stuff for about a year or two. And then um last year 
I just sensed the 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 muse, the great creator, just say that you know inspiration. It, I mean, I think it's God. I just for yeah. me, I mean, side note, I don't feel like I need to name it. I just like yeah. I believe it comes from the giver of all things, but yeah. we we call it inspiration or the you know whatever that whatever yeah. that uh, inner compass is. Uh, I just I sensed it saying, okay, it's time to make it's time, it's time to start talking about this. And so I started <clears throat> gathering like my 47 Evernote posts. <laughs> and it's just like, what what have I been thinking about and doing? And I had written a one-man show before dealing with my like existential crisis uh, story. This is called "We Are Not Trouble Guests: The Gift of Your Existential Crisis." And and was like, I'd like to turn this conversation into something. And at first, I, it was very different than We Are Not Trouble Guests because I was like, is this just like a 10-minute PowerPoint presentation on better mental health practices with some spiritual practices in there? And, and I think the work, and it very well could be that, and, but I think the work of a creative is to go, well, how do you make this interesting? What would you want to go to? What are the... What are the funny parts about these conversations? You know, what are and then what are the metaphors and the and and I have a specific structure at least with this that I work on and and that I believe actually as a teacher, which is, um, you know, you could see these in the three acts. It's like I present, I give, I start with a story that's usually a comedy story, a funny funny story, then present an idea, then flesh out that idea. Uh, come to a crisis, show the pivot, and then provide a new way of seeing things, and then I end with an emotional anchor, you know? That's what I like to call it. So something, it's like, so we we need to move from this, like, head knowledge to this heart knowledge, yeah. so I have these, I end each of those three sections with some kind of participatory or emotionally driven kind of experience to kind of back up this thing that I presented. Yeah. And, and so, <clears throat> yeah, and as let I just... Me, let me interject. Yeah, then. yeah. So, so going, I, going into the show, I thought it would be a little more somber. Yeah. Uh, because you're dealing with suicide, you're dealing with giving up on yourself, which yeah. honestly, I can totally, maybe not the suicidal part, but the giving up on yourself, absolutely. Yeah, and I, like, and I, I say, absolutely like, giving up is a spectrum. Yes, know? it is. Because it doesn't mean you have to, you have to kill yourself, you, but you can... I have I know a family member who just has watched TV every night for 40 years because they just didn't want to deal with their pain, you know. Yeah. There's um, levels. So there's, there's degrees. There's lots of degrees of giving up. So yeah, yeah. And and so going into it, the thing that I loved about it, and uh, we're gonna kind of let people know maybe where you're heading in the next you know, a couple months with the show and yeah. they absolutely have to go check it out was it was really fun. Yeah. It was quirky. It was mm -hmm. fun. It was unexpected. Yeah. It was awkward. <laughs> it was in a good comedy way, kind of like, oh, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, um, but very honest, like there were some really raw parts to yeah. it uh, that wasn't just your contribution, but the audience contribution. Yeah. I mean, just so brilliantly. Thanks. Woven together, and, and, and probably just an extension of your mind. Yeah. How you just yeah. roll. So yeah. well done. I, I Thanks. just was so Thanks. fun being a part of it. Um, thank you. Uh, yeah. I, let me finish because I think what, what you're touching on is a couple things that I, I guess why did I make it? I've been uh, I've been thinking about you know if li liturgy. The term liturgy just means the work of the people. So just kind of how we build our services or our gatherings or our rituals. And I. I felt, because I'm an 
an artist and I'm a, I'm a bit haunted, like I'm a haunted person. I'm haunted with imagery and ideas and, and I'm just releasing that haunting that I've shown up at um, Christian events and I'm just like, are there other crazy people here? <laughs> Like I went to this, I got asked to speak at this like Christian arts thing, and and it it was just like academic after academic getting up and reading papers, and I just was like, are there any other are are there other crazy people here? Like, this is an arts conference. Like I I just think like somebody like Doc Brown from Back to the Future should get like crazy hair and be like, oh here's what I've been making, uh, and uh, I hope you like it, you know, like just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it was just like. It was like university professors trying to prove that what they were talking about was important. And I, I was like, ah, oh, ah. And, and I've actually felt that way um, at a lot of other like Christian gatherings. I, I, th- I think we tend to go, not that we're c- crazy, but like the Bible's filled with seemingly insane people from yeah. all the prophets to John the Baptist. Extremists. It's very like eccentric yeah characters moved and compelled by God that they that their lives look very ca- countercultural mm-hmm. in the settings and I started thinking about like just like why don't we have more like weirder liturgies um, and I started and I and I found that things like the moths which is a storytelling platform or there's all these other storytelling platforms they deeply resonated with me more than like the I guess religious services I was going to and um, so all of this stuff I was just kind of paying attention to all this stuff and I was like I kind of want to make like weird liturgies like weird ceremonies that people come to and we do something together and and then um, when I I think a big catalyst because I was working slowly putting this together and then when Anthony Bourdain uh, and Kate Spade both hung themselves the same week and I you know Kate Spade I don't you know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, you I don't know. Care who's just, I don't know. No, no, no. But like, but like Anthony Bourdain was, uh, you know, he's a maker, and uh, even though I'm not in the culinary industry, I think for myself and a lot of other makers, like Anthony Bourdain, represented something that we all kind of wanted, which was, you work at your craft, you get really good at it, um, you're an interesting person that ends up paying off in ways of financial popularity, making good stuff. So I think we just, a lot of people who are makers are just like, I'm not a cook, but like you represent something really. You tapped into something. Like I would like to be like you. Yeah. And then when he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, it just kind of, it was really confronting to go, oh, I think that I think I, I'm allowing myself to say like you want to be like that, but really like getting all that doesn't still make you want to be here. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 then I had a, a friend as a pediatrician, and he was telling me like after that that there was like a rash of teenagers who had come into the hospital who had tried to hang themselves, and there's a lot of suicide, and it's kept kept rising, and I was like. I need to make something out of this because I've had conversations about suicide and, and not that I've like 
not that I would actually do it, but I have had moments in my yeah. life where I was like, if I was, I'd just say, if I was crossing the street and I looked over and a bus was going to hit me, I'd be like, oh, thank God, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, and, and then it hit me, I was like, I, and not that this is what Say Yes is, but I, I've never been to a church service about suicide. <laughs> It's true. And I, and I was thinking, I was like, what would you, what kind of weird liturgy would you make about suicide? If you're going to make a church service about suicide, what would it, it obviously couldn't just be like some like Gregorian chants, like, Lord, thank you for the gift of life. We will not put a noose around our neck. You know, like I was like, that wouldn't resonate with us. And so I just, you know, part of being a creator is you're, you kind of make like what you want to go to. I was like, what would I like to go to? I'd want to go to like a comedy show. Okay, let me, let me, sorry if this is a little bold and maybe a little crass, but here's, Life, for me, life is sacred moments and dick jokes at the same time. <laughs> but you can't go to the comedy club and get too sacred because they'll go, that's not the place for this. And you can't go to the sacred place and get too crass because they're like, that's not the place for this. And I respect those contexts. But I actually think that when we go to either one of those, we wish it was just a little bit more. Because we understand that we're actually both of those things embodied in the same experience. I'd like to make something that's like both of those things together because that's actually what it's like to be a human being. That's actually what it's like to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah. Um, although like if you say certain things, they'll be like, we're not gonna invite you back, you know, cause you're, it's too much. And like too much, have you read the Bible? I don't know. Like, <laughs> so does that make sense? Yeah. That's, that's kind of, and, and, and maybe that's afforded to me because I've been pushed. I'm, I'm not any mainstream. Right. I'm not making such a great living off of doing all this stuff that I have a brand to lose. Like, I, I, I'm just in obscurity outside of Portland going, this is what I want to make the most. And, and I'm trying to bring it everywhere I can because I think... So I, I talk. Does that make sense? How yeah, do you? It, it what do you? I, I'm curious yeah, what you ahead. say. I because I, I, I've I've performed this at like a brewery. Yeah. And the owner of the brewery was like, "Hey, man, that was great." And I told him the same thing, and he's like, and he wasn't any kind of faith person, but he's just like, "Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that's what life is." You know. I, I think that you are. Um, so you want me to respond to it? I I the I think you're identifying that one type is sort of like there's a conformity around we don't do this. Yeah. Right? This yeah. is how we roll. And then there's another conformity somewhere else saying this is how we roll. And and the world is full of people like Scott the Painter yeah. and of many other people that are like, look, I don't quite fit. Yeah. And, and God loves that you don't quite fit and yeah. that we don't quite fit because honestly, like, you know, like with this podcast, there's many different audience for this podcast and I get crap for pe for people cursing on it you yeah, know? and yeah. and and people could care less about that yeah right exactly, and it's just exactly. like it, and part of the impetus for what I do what I do and, mm -hmm. and and I heard this from a really wise artist guy named Ken Helser he's Jonathan David Helser's dad but he's a longtime artist oh yeah I've heard his name yeah so he he's a local like uh -huh. he's nearby like a couple hours yeah and he was talking about creatives and how they um, effectively can't help but mm -hmm. express. Mm -hmm. Like, if they don't, they will implode. Yeah. Something will go wrong. Yeah. And it could be any kind of expression, but whatever they're experiencing in life, yeah. 
they they have to get it out yeah. in some form or yeah. fashion, or it, yeah. it will just it will gnaw at their soul. Yep. And I think that's a little bit what you're talking about. Is look, I don't see where this is, and this is embodies this contrast in my own soul. Yeah. And and yet I have, you know, something to to give. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what I saw. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, this is my offering. Um, and I think you, uh, so my friend Justin McRoberts and I made this book called Prayer, 40 Days of Practice, and another one coming out called May It Be So, 40 Days with the Lord's Prayer. So we use the Lord's Prayer as the inspiration for it. Yeah. But our premise from the book is, it, this ties into what we're talking about. The premise of the book is that we don't pray because we're religious. We pray because we're human. Mm. Hu- prayer is a human response. Religion helps us give structure and form to those yeah. experiences, but it, that's not where it comes from. And, and another premise we have for the book is that uh, prayer isn't getting God's attention. That's what voodoo is. Prayer is awakening to the voice and work of God already happening in your life. Mm. And what we wanted to help as like spiritual directors and creatives is to go like, there's already a voice, like God's already speaking in your life. We want to help you like awaken to that and maybe, Mm -hmm. and, and, and start responding to it. So I think, and that doing that work has really affected a lot of what I, so even like do even like say yes is like, you don't have to have any kind of like tradition or any kind of religious experience or you can, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show you that, uh, through Ignatian teaching, which is like, Hey, God speaks the loudest through our lives, through our desires. And guess what? Everybody has those. Mm -hmm. So, so we can formulate that God's speaking in everybody's lives. We've just, we've just like compartmentalized and said, well, my desires aren't from God. And Ignatius was like, no, they are like, well, it takes discernment because our desires can come from a lot of different places. And we got to discern some of those desires are going to lead us to destruction. But the ones that are bringing us to flourishing, those are the divine road placed in us to walk. Mm-hmm. And so that is, that's pre, so what's that? that work is is pointing out in people like god's already speaking in your life i don't need you to start like i don't need you to come over to my camp i need you to slow <laughs> i need you to start saying allowing uh, yourself to accept god's voice in your life mm. that's a yeah. very that's a very different perspective uh, if you if you want to think about like evangelism or preaching or something like that to start to st- to actually give credit to the sovereign of all things that it's already doing a work in the people that it loves. You know? It reminds me of uh, Romans 1 where it says, you know, not having a law of themselves, they have become, like, it's basically this first part of Romans 1 where it <clears throat> says they've become a law unto themselves, meaning uh, they are responding to God out of, um, they don't have the, the law, they don't have the structure, they don't have the form, yeah. but they're already engaging. Yeah. And God knows them. Yeah. And, and it's a great scripture because it's kind of like, huh, so God is working, though oh, yeah. it may not be they don't own the Christian T-shirt yet, or they don't, <laughs> you know, do this yet, or they don't know that yet, exactly. but yet God is exactly. already working. And I've heard this story countless times. My fa- One of my favorite ones, uh, so I worked at a church down in Houston, Texas, and I met this um, guy named David Guthrie. He's, he's a... Um, He's a pretty famous architect in Houston, teaches at um, Houston, University of Houston. Um, 
Uh, and we, so he, and he surfs, and he's you know 20 years older than me. So we were going surfing, and we we're driving back, and, I, and he goes to our church, that church, and I was like, hey, David, why, how did you come to know Jesus? And um, because he came became a Christian like way later on in life, I think like in his 40s, and um, he said, I practiced, uh, I've practiced Tai Chi for a really long time. He's like, I started in my late teens, and one of the reasons I love Tai Chi is I began to hear this this really amazing voice in the silence as I did Tai Chi, this like loving, peaceful voice, and part of my practice was spending time with that voice. And after 30 years, you did not hear me wrong, 30 years, that voice started saying things to me that I recognized from the Bible. So I started reading the Bible, and I was like, where did you start reading? And he goes, I started in Romans. I was like, you started in Romans? And he goes, yeah, and the voice I found in the Bible was the same voice I'd been hearing for 30 years doing Tai Chi. That is a beautiful story. Right? Right? So it's like, and, and I, like, was overwhelmed with that story of just, like, it's, I want to get, I don't need to bring God places. I want to get in line where God is already working and, so, help, and help what he's doing. This reminds me of a story. When I was young, I used to lead a lot of punk rock bands. I used to be a yeah. lead singer in a, awesome. lot of, in a lot of hardcore bands. And, uh, and then I went into sort of a pre-goth thing. I'm old enough for, for goth. <laughs> Yeah, it was like Bauhaus kind of stuff. And I was, yeah, and yeah. So, um, Thank you for your admittance. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was a confession. Yeah, it was. Um, but anyway, I remember writing a poem. Yeah. And the poem was about the last man on earth and all this other stuff. And I won't get into the knit of it, but basically when I became a Christian, I was in university, and I looked back at the poem years before I'd written, and yeah. I'd sang it and all stuff. And it was like God's foretelling everything that was about to happen to me. Oh, wow. And then I did this analysis in my English class saying, hey, that was God talking to me three years ago. And then the professor was just like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. coincidence. Yeah. And I was like, no, that was God talking. So, mm-hmm. so, And I was super not interested, atheist, not yeah. engaged, yeah. nothing. Yeah. But yet I was creating. Yeah. In that creating, God was in the midst of it. Yeah. And I only recognized it in retrospect. Yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah I believe that. Yeah. And... Bringing it back to say yes, um, I even say this in the trailer. I was like, I'll be your story Sherpa. Like, I'll do the heavy lifting of performing and honesty and curating all this stuff. But really, that whole experience is to op- is to like unwind the knots in you so that you can... that kind of voice and conversation will come to the surface at some point. And so the like the whole thing is kind of like creating a space for every person there to like hear that inner voice in them. Yeah. Um, and that and and that's uh, that's a work that makes me want to get up in the morning and do it. Um, so that's why I'm trying to take it as mer- anywhere I can. So I'm gonna, I'm like hosting that kind of session with yourself. <laughs> so anyway. I, w- I, I want to end uh, our conversation with this. So yeah. one of the things that I picked up really strong in your presentation was really the battle of the mind, right? The battle yeah. of thoughts yeah. and how you deal and process and discern. And mm-hmm. so um, for those that are listening that really do, you know, they recognize these voices or yeah. they, they know them to be 
you know, either you were so funny. What were they? Was like, um, um, what is it? I'm stupid and I'm. Oh, no. you suck and are, yeah, and are you ugly. You suck and are ugly. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, this will never change. Yeah, nothing's gonna know? change. And then the third dying one. is better than living. Yeah, just kind of like you know, letting just, this all die versus trying. Yeah. yeah. So, what would you do to 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 advise people that are listening that that deal with these kind of voices? They they yeah. they. They're creatives. They want to contribute, but they're yeah. plagued. Yeah. I mean, what would you say? Um, hmm, that's a really good question. I'm not a therapist. I just go to therapy. So, uh, <laughs> um, I would I would do this. Um, I would pay attention to what you're saying to yourself and realize that's not a true voice that's voices coming from somewhere. So just like I tell that story of like I said something about I'm never gonna be a great artist one day. And right. I was like, oh, well, where did that come from? That's, you know, I, so start paying attention to what you say to yourself. And then I, I would like literally like write it down, like take note of it. And then maybe even take it a step farther and like personify it, give it like a funny name, give it like a personality, kind of like what we do in the, yeah. with the voice of giving up. Um, because when you can start seeing it as something that's, it's part of you, but it's also, it's probably implanted by a parental voice, uh, something that happened to you with some, maybe an adult or other kids when you were a kid, like that's where all that stuff gets rooted. Um, so you really have to bring that into light. I mean, that's what therapy is, is like, why did you say that? You know, tell me more about that. So, like, really pay attention to that. And then um, uh, I would start going, well, what, why is this not true? And then where, where do I need to go out other than mm. this? And then develop those as, like, like, what I did is I started identifying these, like, key arguments that were preventing me from moving forward. And I said, I need to keep these up in front. And when I hit up against it, I need to find some kind of like pivot. Yeah. I need to find, so I, uh, you know, like nothing's ever going to change. It was just like, well, what don't I know? Yeah. You know, and, and, and realizing that what don't I know that question, um, means, well, nothing's going to change is a problem of, perceived familiarity when actually everything is wondrous around us mm -hmm. just it's masked in the familiar stories we tell about everything I know all I know how all this works I know what this is I know this room I know lights and it's like do you do you know what all these things are you know like if you just take a minute to think about everything that's happening right now in this room you'll be filled with wonder it's yeah. just that we don't give ourselves time to so um, I think that's that's the helpful work and prayerfully do that and be like, where, what are my wounds, God? Help me heal, heal me of these like wounds. And, and can you give me eyes to see, ears to hear? Those are so, those are great invitations for Jesus to go. Um, when he speaks, he's like, do you have eyes to see? Do you have ears to hear? You know, like, and if we believe that God's speaking already in the world, it's like, that's my daily prayer. It's like, I want to have eyes to see where you're at. I want to have ears to hear where you're mm -hmm. speaking. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's, that, that, that would be my, um, advice to people with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like, I mean, that's like immediately I'm thinking of, it's like you're walking around and you don't recognize God. You don't recognize him. You don't yeah. recognize him. You don't recognize him. You don't think he's around. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. 
Yeah. And you start recognizing this yeah. or that or the other. Yeah. And it's, you've been walking past them the whole, yeah. your whole life. Yeah. And you just didn't even recognize, oh, yeah. that's God. Or yeah. That. And, and so. Have you ever heard of the examine? No. There's a Catholic, uh, I think it's Catholic based, but it's a, um, it's the end of the day. It's called the examine. Uh-huh. And you, you kind of work through, it's kind of like what I was talking last night about, even if you'd said, what are, were three things I was grateful for today? Mm-hmm. But at the end of your day, you just go, uh, where did, where do I think that God was meeting me today? And you think back through your day, mm-hmm. right? And when you do this, you begin to see that there's all these interactions every day and that helps you then to like start noticing in the present while you're in it like oh maybe this is a place I just need to pay attention to so yeah, yeah there's there are these practices of doing that I think I think you know wisdom is just really like taking the time to think about what you've been doing and yeah. going what's the truths out of these or what things can I learn out of these yeah, that's yeah, what that's... it is so I think it's just that kind of taking the time to be contemplative and meditative and, and thoughtful about the life you're living in and what's not working, what is working, where do you hear? And then, and then always just in the morning, I just wake up and I go, I have plans for today, but I'm really open to whatever you want to do. And mostly yeah. I just want to like see you and, and, and find where you're at in the world. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, so where are you going in the next couple months with the show? Like, uh, yeah. Where are some places you're going? Uh, I'm going to be in Atlanta, Birmingham, um, Kansas City, Seattle, Portland. I'm working on some dates for the fall for New York City, Cincinnati, Louisville. I just, um, I got, I got offered. Um, I'm gonna go up to Calgary, Canada, and I'm gonna do it six show, six nights in a row at a theater up there, which is really awesome. That's They're gonna special. like fly me out, pay me, That's just to special. put it on like six days in a row, which is really cool. I don't know if I want to become like a a theater person, but I did when I was making this. I was like, man, I'd love to do it like in a theater, like for a stretch and just see what would happen. So now I'm getting that. Yes, that's awesome. Well, if you're in any of those locations, please go check it out. And where can they find you? Yeah, yeah. I'm always going to be talking about what I'm doing on my website, which is scotterickssonart.com. But the social media I'm on the most is Instagram, and I'm Scott the Painter, and I do images. Like my... Scott the Painter is saying, hey, where I'm doing stuff, but then also... Uh, not quite daily, but I, I, I uh, do spiritual direction through image contemplation and stuff. So I show images and talk about it and ask you to consider it too. Yeah, that's what I do with that. Well, man, it's, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. Uh, and please go see the show if you're a listener. Please yeah. go check them out. You will be so grateful. Yeah. All right. Thanks, thanks for coming Troy. on, man. Appreciate it, man. If you've been encouraged and inspired by the show and you would like to know what else we've got going on, go to thekindlingfire.com. There you can join the Firestarters, which is a Facebook Messenger community I let know first anytime I do anything. You can also get a book there called You Can Certainly Do It that I've written to really encourage you to take your first steps to really start the small fire that God's starting in your life. In addition to that, you can sign up for the seven-day Bible devotional, Become a Sign and Wonder. And as always, be awesome.